tomorrow forever. Hey, heels and heaters, you've made your way to the Nuclear Heat Podcast with a week's worth of wrestling nonsense and baloney and malarkey with your hosts, Rob Goodman, Constable Cass, Magic Mike Brown, Peace. How are you guys doing this week? Pretty good. Pretty good? Yeah. Pretty good. Anything exciting to report? Well, it's funny that you ask. I actually did something wrestling related this week. Really? What did you do? I did wrestle over at CZW at the Coliseum in Voorhees, New Jersey. Um, I'm putting it out there. Won the belt, the title, and I'm going to have to defend now apparently next month. I was going to try and do a one and done, but I guess I'm I'm really good. So probably for the rest of my life, I'm going to have to defend this title. Wow. Yeah. A lifetime title. He is the head that wears the belts. Yeah. So, uh, were you actually at a business as usual this I weekend? As usual, um, because I wanted to see everybody's favorite wrestler. Everybody's favorite dick wrestler. Yes, famous dick wrestler, Joey Ryan. May he rest in peace. King of Dong Style. King of Dong Style. <laughs> <laughs> he was amazing. <laughs> It was really good. Everybody else was really good, too. But, I mean, he was what we were there to see, obviously. I I actually... Anytime there's dicks involved, we're there to see it. Yes, we're always looking at dicks. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, If we're not looking at dicks, we're looking for dicks. Oh, yeah. Richard, where are you? (laughs) Richard the intern? (laughs) Yes. I had some other other favorite the dick turn. <laughs> the dick turn. I had some other favorites at business as usual. Although I did enjoy uh, Anthony Green versus Joey Ryan in a, uh, I guess a a dick versus dick matches. Yeah, Seemed that way. Yeah, that that well. Dicks uh, were flying. They king, were everywhere. Anthony is King Dong Bundy, and uh, Joey Ryan is the <laughs> the the King of Dong style. Mm-hmm. And while everyone. We didn't get the dick flip spot in the match. They did uh, touch dicks together. Um, there was a um, Joey flipped the two girls. With that's dick. true. He did flip the two the two ladies with his <laughs> with his dick. <laughs> but he didn't he didn't get the chance to 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 flip AG with his dick. But they they did in fact touch dicks. Yeah. It was and it was all I've ever wanted to see. All you've ever wanted to see. Yeah. All right. We also uh Was it was it just a tap like catch and release or was there like a docking maneuver? There was no docking. Trunks yeah. were left on. Okay. And it was kind of like a standing scissor type of situation. Legs were put in between legs and the trunks definitely touched hard. It's yeah. it's hard to describe, yeah. and it's hard to describe why we wanted to and enjoyed seeing that. But it was good. It was real good. But it was it was very fun. Uh, we also saw a new tag team for CZW, The Office, that I enjoyed. Yeah. They had yeah. You remember them? Mm-hmm. Uh, we saw um, the tag team champs, the Rep, uh, face Falaba, 
who was really cool, who I didn't, I didn't really recognize because we don't watch Impact Wrestling, so uh, that where he's from, but he was fun, and I enjoyed him a lot, and he got himself over really quickly. Um, and uh, Ricky Shane Page versus the uh, Deathmatch Cop Dan O'Hare, which I enjoyed as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd say the first half of the show, the pre-intermission half of the show, wasn't the usual hardcore CZW Deathmatch style. But the uh, second half of the show was the uh, hardcore stuff featuring somebody getting a dollar bill stapled to his tongue, which is something I haven't seen before and I don't really want to see again. But uh, I enjoyed business as usual, and I would I would go back again. They're back on uh, September 8th around the corner from us. You guys will have to come back to watch me up on my title. Maybe you can... Guest announced. Is it you and Ricky Shane out. Page? Yes. The Ricky Shane Page versus the Constable cast. Yeah. All right. Uh, we all know who the winner is. Ricky Shane Page? Ricky Shane. Wow. Yeah. Ricky Shane Page sounds like the best hybrid wrestler I've ever seen. Oh, my God. <laughs> or the best tag team. <laughs> <laughs> Ricky Shane Page. And does he still do this the stink face with her on, on his, his shoulders? shoulders? Yeah. That so, sounds awkward. Well, she stink faces somebody too who's on the other person's shoulders. Mm. It's a double stink face. Oh, uh, it's like chicken fight stink faces? Yes. Wow. Wow. Why they don't have the two of you on staff. I say it every week. Those dum-dums over at WWE really need to hire us on to write their matches. They'd be so much better. Well, I agree. Should we move on to some of the uh, world wrestling entertainment? Or did you have anything else exciting happen this week? No, nah, that was about it. Um, we do have some wrestling news to share. Oh, some wrestling news. Um, we do have a sad spot, of course. Everybody heard uh, WWE legend uh, Jim Manville Nightheart passed away this week. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was pretty sad. Um, in, and the nuclear heat family passes on our condolences. Yeah. In some lighter news, we forgot to mention this last week. We really dropped the ball. Kane was elected mayor of Knox oh, County, Tennessee. I don't. I don't know if I mayor. agree that this is lighter news. <laughs> the, lighter than death. I yes, I guess lighter than death. <laughs> But, but libertarianism worry. is not no. much better than death. Uh, you can get your politics off the mic. The devil's favorite mayor, <laughs> Kane. <laughs> Was that what he ran on his platform? <laughs> yes, the devil's favorite mayor. One of those idiots in Tennessee selected him. <laughs> I guess that this is lighter. <laughs> do, you, do you think he... He choke slammed his opponent straight to hell. Oh, for sure. Huh. As soon as he found out he won, that was uh, her punishment. Is there is there a lieutenant mayor? Lieutenant mayor, like I, lieutenant governor. Yeah. I Do you think that he's the gonna? Undertaker. Oh, I was going. I was going to go. Uh, Team Hell No Way, not Brothers uh, of Destruction. Brothers of Destruction is good reference, but I was going to go uh, Team Hell No. Can you I see? I went how? with the better reference. Oh, yeah, yeah you so did. Sorry. I'm sorry. The better reference. Hashtag sorry about it. You just have to win everything over there, Constable Cast. <laughs> it's my natural way. Daniel Bryan should be his lieutenant governor? That's what Rob thinks. I think The Undertaker. No. Yeah, between, no, between, um, 
a libertarian governor and a lieutenant governor that's vegan, they're just never going to shut the never. fuck up. Never. They'll never get anything done. Just yeah. arguing constantly. But isn't that the goal of libertarianism? Nothing ever gets accomplished? Yeah. It's a, it's, it's a very small government that way. <laughs> okay. In further wrestling news, uh, Hiroshi Tanashi won the New Japan uh, G1, and it's going to go on to main event Wrestle Kingdom 13. Wrestle Kingdom 13, and um, that's exciting. Yeah, and speaking yeah. of New Japan... It was announced that Kenny Omega is going to fight uh, Penta Zero M at All In, which, which is super exciting. Yeah, super awesome. We're going to have some mini apps going on for All In. So, so what other matches are you excited for at All In? Um, you know, I I'm super excited to see the Young Bucks, my okay. faves. Yeah, and, and Cody. everyone's faves. Yeah, <laughs> and who else is there? I'm looking forward to the women's uh, oh, yeah, four, the women's fatal four way. That yeah, looks yeah. like a good one. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, there's there's a there's bunch of good matches good on the card. The but, card is stacked. But I mean, Kenny Omega and Pentazero M is uh, the tops. The, at the tops, yeah. Yeah, and then uh, the other big news from them and Ring of Honor this week was they sold out the G1 Supercard at Madison Square Garden in like half an hour or whatever. Yeah. Uh, on the same weekend as WrestleMania. Watch out, In the WWE's house. Mm-hmm. Madison wow, Square they Garden. They are coming hard for Vince. Well. As everyone should, that a... fucking monster. Well, a few months ago, when they first announced the that they were going to have a Madison Square Garden show that weekend, uh, it was announced by the Garden, and then almost immediately canceled. And everyone assumes that that was because uh, Vince got on his personal cell phone and called the garden and told them Triple that... Triple H, call him right now! That that can't happen! That can't happen! That can't happen! My father! 70 years! Today, it. tomorrow, forever! He built Madison Square Garden with his bare hands! Yes. Well, actually, probably forced wrestlers to build it. And have you seen the dick flip guy? <laughs> <laughs> I assume. I assume yes. that's what it's like. Anyway, that so I assume Triple H is playing videos of the dick flip guy and Vince just can't get it. It blows his mind. Yeah, they're, they're watching it like uh, all rival football teams watch the other teams play tapes. <laughs> they're just trying to figure out how does he do it. But- <laughs> <laughs> what is that magic? <laughs> and I can't have broad panties matches anymore. <laughs> they are doing real wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Yes. so so speaking of ring of honor (laughs) i've got tons of segues oh good good got them lined up knocking them down your nuclear heat podcast hosts will be present at ring of honor in philly on august 25th philadelphia excellence any local listeners feel free to meet us up at the bar have a couple drinks get a couple stickers yeah It'll be fun. Huh? We'll have a good time. Yeah, for, for every drink you buy our hosts, you'll get a free sticker. Oh, yeah. 
And we'll be drunker. And you can't just get those anywhere for free. And as some of our previous episodes have proven, we're funnier the more beers we have. Oh, yeah. So I, this one's going to be a flop because I've we're recording late and we have to work tomorrow. 30 Diet Birch beers. So I'm pretty <laughs> lit right now. Okay. So uh, are we ready for Raw? Yeah, I think we're ready. We're, we're ready for Raw. So uh, Raw Raw opened unexpectedly without. There was no memorial in memorial card at the beginning, and they didn't have the wrestlers come out on stage for the 10-bell salute. Both things I would thought were surprising. Yeah. I think Jim Neidhart probably deserved both, but they might have not wanted to do it because Natty wasn't there. Yeah. I think it was it was Monday that he passed yeah, away. So it was uh, that, that morning. Yeah. So maybe they were saving that for a more opportune time. But we opened with Ronda Rousey uh, consoling or, yeah. Offering condolence to Natty and remembering Jim. Uh, and I think she did a good job yeah, for somebody that doesn't have to do anything nearly like that very often. Mm-hmm. So that was pretty good. Uh, which led us to our opening match. She went right from that right into calling Alexa Bliss a cheater. Yes, yes. <laughs> it was a hard transition. <laughs> it was one of our transitions. <laughs> they maybe should have thought through having somebody else. Deliver the so, condolences. I mean, all all the women's wrestlers appear to like Natty, so yeah, any of them could have done you know, it. Since Renee was making history on the announce table, probably could have had her do it and yeah. then get into Ronda. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I think I think we need to get our lawyers on the phone because she definitely stole our method of segue. Oh yeah, it's yeah. a patented nuclear heat podcast segue, and she has ripped it right out from under us. Yeah. We just are talking about one thing, and then all of a sudden... So, Rhonda had set up the match between Alexa with with Foxy and uh, Ember Moon with uh, Rhonda in her corner. Uh, uh, this was actually a pretty good match for Ember Moon. She looked good through most of it. Uh, it ended up with a, Alexa being DQ'd when... Uh, when Alicia Fox jumped into the ring and attacked Ember, mm-hmm. which resulted in uh, Rhonda jumping into the ring, uh, Alexa scurrying away. Uh, Foxy taking another judo through. Yeah, a number of arm like- drags uh, <laughs> uh, to end that segment. Yeah. Did everybody enjoy need that? 30 slings next week, I she, think, for her arm. She also had a crazy look this week. What was that? You're forgetting about these security guards that Alexa oh, came the out with. Ah, yes, guards. the security guards Alexa came out with that also got arm dragged and beat up by Ronda Rousey. <laughs> She's so violent. Also, these are some haggard and shitty-looking security guards. Yeah. I'm pretty sure they came straight from the Defford Mall <laughs> over to Greensboro, North Carolina. <laughs> they, they look more like extras from Pawn Stars. Oh. Ooh. That's kind of true. That is true. And kind of mean. That's a, that's a mean thing to say about someone. <laughs> the stars of Pawn Stars look haggard. The extras on Pawn Stars look like they're on meth. Haggard they're from <laughs> They're from Vegas, and they're bringing shit in to be sold at the pawn shop. <laughs> they're pretty much on meth. 
Hey, you can find some great things at pawn shops. So I then, found this podcast board at a pawn shop. Oh, very good. And we're good great, job. right? Yeah. So pretty well. Stop should talk to Yeah, Mike was at the pawn shop. I picked him up. I picked the podcast board up. So we went backstage <laughs> with our friends, friends of the podcast, Kurt Angle and uh, Constable Baron Corbin. Uh, and Angle doesn't like something that Baron Corbin has done, booked himself somehow. But Baron Corbin lets us know that Steph said it was cool, so yeah, everything's cool kosher. Uh, so that brought us to our next match, uh, where Baron Corbin has booked himself to face uh, Tyler Breeze. Mm-hmm. Uh, since he booked a match for himself and a match for Finn Balor. I really didn't like the booking here. Um... I think, because we discussed it a little bit off mic, it might have been a reaction to people wanting Tyler Breeze to be on last week, and they brought him on this week, and they were like, who's a little guy we can get that's like Finn Balor size, tiny little Finn Balor? We need a dupe of him. So they were like, oh, remember when everybody wanted Tyler Breeze to be on the show last week? Well, maybe we'll use him this week. Here's my problem with this, and it, it has, it's twofold. Both storyline-wise and uh, you shouldn't bury anyone on the main roster-wise. Storyline-wise, Baron could have picked literally anyone to face in this match. Which includes... They fired James Ellsworth. We all want him to come back. We get what you're hinting at. Right, but for weeks now, we've seen uh, usually one or two matches every week that feature local enhancement talent and this is a situation that calls out for the local enhancement talent instead of using a jobber we used tyler breeze to job and tyler breeze was very popular on nxt and has a good thing going admittedly fandango is out right now but the fashion police people seem to be enjoying there's no real there's no real reason to to make him look bad in this situation of Baron Corbin saying I could have anybody, so I picked this little nothing, and then beating him in two minutes. Now, admittedly, at least the uh, announcers did try and say, uh, Baron might be in for a surprise with Tyler Breeze, but there was no surprise because he got in virtually no offense. He got a couple hits, but but it was a overall, squash. It was to, it was a squash to show. How dominant and dangerous our constable is. Yes. I just don't know why he couldn't have been dominant and dangerous well, over a jobber. There was already a jobber booked for later in the program and for SmackDown. They still had jobbers this week. I know you're on the sh- thing where you want all jobbers in every match. But I like to see. Okay, so some next. Superstars uh, Corbin. Uh, called uh, Balor the little engine that can't. Accurate. <laughs> and set up a handicap match uh, between Balor and Jinder and KO. But before the match could get underway, uh, Kurt Angle came out and said that even though he doesn't get to make the matches, he can change the matches. Which doesn't make a lick of sense at all. Leave my boy Kurt Angle alone. But he did change the match to make it a tag team 
with uh, Braun Strowman uh, joining uh, Balor. What did you think about this, Constable Cass? Um, I like the combo of Finn Balor and Braun Strowman together. I love it when he throws Finn around and hits people with yeah. Finn. Finn as a weapon is yeah. a good spot. It's a good bit. And for me, the star was obviously Kevin Owens. His acting, he deserves an Oscar. Every facial movement, every run, everything he shouts at Braun, it's just amazing. Really, once we get away from the Intercontinental title scene, Kevin is the star of Raw. Yeah. I mean... I mean, he's no zig, but... Right. And he is the star of the worst WWE show. The worst WWE show is Camp WWE. <laughs> But the worst <laughs> main show is definitely Raw. <laughs> yeah. 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 There's, there, there's no... Uh, I mean... I mean, I guess if you count uh, Total Divas as one of the main shows... I don't know. I've been more entertained by Total Divas, Total Divas a lot of the than... time than Raw. Okay. Uh, so, uh... The the end of our match here was uh, Braun Strowman getting the pin on Jinder Mahal, who uh, also doesn't have a lot going on lately. Um, He's a guru. He's got his new guru character. They just are bringing it out slowly, okay. transitioning him slowly to a face guru. That's my opinion. That's what they're doing with him. I meant more along the lines that he doesn't really have a feud or a story going on yeah, right now. Yeah, they're building the story slowly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're taking our advice. They're really working on their scripts. Yeah. Somehow... Page is texting me pages every day. I'm editing, sending them back. Somehow, I don't think that in April we'll be seeing Guru Jinder in the main event of WrestleMania. Look, it's I a, could be wrong. It's a slow. I could be. It's a very slow, it's a, slow build. It's, it's slow a very, build. very slow build. Next September, get ready for WWE films. Guru Jinder Mahal. Every week, two more people are applauding for Guru Jinder. He will eventually have a cult-like following of wrestlers, a stable of wrestlers. Tens of people love this character. All right. So uh, after the match, uh, Kevin ran away from Braun Strowman, and uh, Corbin hit Finn with the end of days. Mm -hmm. What do you think this means leading into SummerSlam for Finn and Baron? Um, I think it'll be a pretty good match. Oh uh, yeah. Um, I feel like Little Finn Balor has to win to save face on this one because Baron Corbin has been tearing him up with the shit talk and Finn's pretty much just been taking it yeah he's and he just got hit back, with the end of days say yeah. anything back so it's really I'm first of all, I'm gonna pick Finn to win even though you know I love the constable who has been doing great work yeah uh, in his new role but I, I think that's where it's going and then I think they might transition out after It'll be Finn's second win, so maybe they'll move on to some other people. New things? New things, New things already? I don't know. You know how those idiot writers are at WWE, so they might just keep it up for six or seven more months. Who, who do you want to see each of these men uh, start feuding with? Ugh. Or do you want to move either of them to the Intercontinental or main event picture? Um... I don't know. 
I'd really have to think about it. Uh, like, Finn really could fight anybody. He's super entertaining. Um, he's fought big guys and smaller guys, and all the matches have been great. And Baron Corbin, I like him as the constable. He can stay on there and then just pick feuds with whoever he wants, really. He's and a big dude. It's unfortunate that they're both heels, because I think he could work well with Drew McIntyre. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't think they'll do that story. No. And I, I, it's not really a time for it, but I don't know where Baron Corbin goes from here. Yeah. It's a tough call. Yeah. yeah. If, if only they had built some more baby faces. Well, everybody wants to be a heel nowadays. What can I say? We're just better. So up next we had a... Uh, in-ring uh, little bit here with Elias and his biggest fan, Ricky Roberts. Oh, I thought Local that was... enhancement talent in a cowboy hat. I didn't realize that was Ricky Roberts. I thought it was Shawn Michaels. He, was... <laughs> <laughs> he had the chaps and the cowboy hat, and I got confused. You were... I, he was tuning up the band. I mean, it, Sean hasn't been on TV in a while, so it's easy to mas- mistake I thought, like, the enhancement all talent. All the cheers that this Ricky Roberts got, I I assumed that it was Shawn Michaels. So uh, Elias asked his biggest fan to attack Bobby Lashley, and Ricky hit Bobby with a uh, guitar. Which turned out to be a huge mistake because he was soundly beaten up by Bobby Lashley. And that was the end of our little skit. Nobody should really step to muscles Lashley like that. You've seen those muscles. (laughs) He may smile quite a bit, but he is very muscular. He's dangerous. He will give you vertigo. And so... One time I saw him... (laughs) It's just cheeks and heart. Yeah. But he's still not to be fucked with. And soon, maybe we'll see Elias and Bobby Lashley at SummerSlam. Up next, we had a three-way for the uh, uh, Raw Tag Team Championship with the B-Team. Oh, what a mess this match was. The Deleters of Worlds and the Revival. This was a bad match. Chaos everywhere. At least it was over quickly. Oh, yeah. Two minutes. Dunzo. Another fluky win for the the B-Team. Where uh, the Revival hit their finisher on the Deleters of Worlds. Is I that correct? honestly wasn't paying attention. Somebody hit their finisher on somebody else, and the B-team jumped in and did a cover. Uh, it wasn't good. The best moment of the night was the the Revival did the Hart Foundation's finisher uh, uh, to salute uh, Jim Neidhart, but that was about everything that happened in the uh. match. But it does get us the B-Team versus the Revival for the Tag Team Championships at SummerSlam. Mm-hmm. I, I'm i guessing... Is anyone excited for this anymore? Nope. Mm-hmm. Nope. Nope. No. Nope. I, I do like the B-Team's gimmick of accidentally winning. It, it's funny, and I feel like it went from funny to not funny, but if they keep doing it, it could go back into funny. Oh, wow. Yeah, it could circle back around. Yeah, it could. Uh, so maybe if they keep it up. We'll the horse could come back to life. Yes. And they could beat it to death again. Yes. Okay. It is the WWE way. That's true. That's true. 
Up next. We had my favorite thing of the night. Your favorite thing? My of the favorite thing maybe all week. All week. Paul Heyman pepper sprayed the shit out of Roman Reigns. I, I, it tricked him <laughs> into believing that perhaps he would start advocating for Roman Reigns instead of Brock Lesnar. And then my second favorite thing happened. Brock Lesnar showed up and attacked a blinded Roman Reigns. It was like Christmas. Christmas! It was amazing. These, these were the presents? Yeah. I have had to sit through Raw week after week for like six months and watch absolute horseshit. And I finally got to see Roman Reigns sprayed in the face with pepper spray and then uh, just demolished. Up. Yeah. So those are the presents, and the B team match was the coal in your stocking. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. I wish it was Hanukkah just so I could see uh, Roman Reigns get pepper sprayed eight times. Oh my god! Amazing. That would be amazing. I mean, they're embracing more diversity here at WWE, so maybe. Maybe. Maybe, maybe. next year yeah. we'll get everything Mike really wants for Hanukkah. <laughs> <laughs> And up next, we had another uh, rather repetitive match, but made into a six-way tag to uh, cover two nice. matches that we've seen for weeks. Wait, what kind of match? A nice. six-man tag. No, what, what did you call it? A six-man tag. I'm not going to repeat my stupid comment from before. It was a six-man tag. What did you say before? A six-way tag. <laughs> no, no, I just I wanted you to say repetitive again. <laughs> 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 I was doing the wrong dumb shit move. <laughs> and so... NHP. I embarrassed NHP. myself <laughs> when I needn't have. You no. <laughs> stupid idiot. Dummy. You're a real dumb dumb over there. This is awkward. Uh, anyway. I'm going to start booing you like those idiots in Florida did to my girl. Boring. Boring. Boring, Constable kids. Not me. Nobody would ever boo me. Get real. That's because nobody knows to boo the heels anymore. Hey. Heels are the new heroes. Uh, cheer the faces, boo the heels, How tween the tweeners. should be. <laughs> anyway, so uh, Titus Worldwide with their new friend, Bobby Roode, took hey, on... Don't forget his full name. Christian the Glorious magician, Christian Magician, Christian Bobby Roode. Christian Magician, Bobby Roode, the Glorious One. That's how he wants to be addressed from now on, and that's how we should address him. All right, uh, versus the Authors of Pain... Two of Cassandra's favorites, who tagged with a third favorite oh. of the constables. Mojo Joan, yeah. Mojo Rally. Mojo Jojo. Uh, in me, a two-minute match. I know who I wanted to lose this match more. Oh, wow. The only person I was excited to see, well, two people, was Titus O'Neil and Apollo Creed. Those were the two. Okay. Yeah. N not a Bobby Roode fan? You know that no, I love of pain. magic, but 
but his Christian part of his magic act really throws me. I mean, I want to see, yeah, yeah I want to see good illusions. I don't want you to pull a cross out of your hat five times in a row. We get it. You're a Christian magician. Mm. No, no, no. He's got, he's got these magic circles of bread that when you Ooh. eat them turn into human flesh. Oh, Bobby Roode, gross. <laughs> he can... He can feed everyone in the crowd with five fishes and two loaves of bread. Well, that actually sounds pretty tasty. Yeah. Uh, and you and know... You should see the trick that he does with the pitcher of water. It's awesome. Turns it into wine. <laughs> well, those, those drunks down in North Carolina are going to love that. Yeah. Okay. So, two minutes in, Bobby Roode got the pin with the glorious DDT. Wasn't even long enough to be a singles match, and it was a six-man tag. Uh, next, we got the we finally got the Jim Nardhart uh, video package that usually would have come at the beginning of the show, uh, about three quarters of the way through. But it was a nice video package that was respectful yeah. of uh, the Anvil. And then. Another match that we may have seen a few times recently, at least some variation of this. Every week for 12 weeks, we've seen this match. Yeah. Ruby Riot came out with the Riot Squad. Oi, and oi, oi. Oi, oi, oi. They didn't even show them backstage, like, defacing, I know. defacing property I want, this week. I want to see my girls punking it up, hitting everyone backstage, knocking over catering tables. Like, that's what I tune in for. Yeah. Uh, and then their opponents, and this may be a surprise, Sasha was accompanied by Bailey. So we had Ruby Riot. Boss Hog. Boss Hog Connection over here. The Boss Hog Connection. They came out in the old General Lee. Is that, is that who we gave the General Lee to before? Oh, no, they're fighting the, yeah. the Duke boys. I'm yeah. sorry. So oh. Ruby is in the General Lee. Yeah. Okay. Those dang ride squatters are out again. <laughs> Does that make so? Who's Cletus in this situation? It it has to be Bailey, right? I assume so. Okay. I guess, yeah. Am I going too deep with well, my my no, well, because Dukes of Hazard references? Sasha is boss. So uh, yeah, boss. Mm -hmm. There she is. The boss hog. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, so, Sasha. Yeah, yeah, definitely more of a hugger. Yes, definitely more of a I hugger. I think that we just now figured out WWE's secret to writing the storyline for the girls is they've been watching Dukes of Hazard for six months <laughs> and they're like, you know what? People probably haven't seen this for a while and we're just going to write this all down and then we're going to fucking get out of here go to Taco Bell. I got it. I got it, guys. So, Becky and Charlotte, they're doctors, but they tell jokes while they're doing the surgery. <laughs> And sometimes it gets a little serious because they're army doctors. Mm. Mm, interesting. Interesting. Mm -hmm. I could see that. I yep. Do you think it'll be Elias that's what I'm pulling for? Oh, hell yeah. yeah. Elias with just the mustache. <laughs> I mean, he's already got the floral print shirts going on. And Natalia, Natalia is a robot who's just trying to fit in. <laughs> 
Which one is the greatest American Which one is the greatest American hero? The greatest American hero. Oh, that's, that's uh, Dolph Ziggler. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't even know why I asked. He's definitely yeah. the greatest American here. What Believe other lame It's just Zig. Yeah. And I assume Eli- Elias... He was Magnum P.I. ...is an alien. Oh, Magnum P.I.? I assume that he eats cats. He's from Melmac. But... Get real. <laughs> he would never be a lame-ass Alf. Uh, Alf... Loved Hawaiian shirts. Mm-hmm. Elias loves Hawaiian shirts. Alf had a hairy face. Elias has a hairy face. I'm... You're reaching. <laughs> you are reaching. And they're both from Melmac. This is why WWE fired you and hired us. <laughs> okay. Uh, explain your Magnum P.I. connection. Uh, Elias looks awesome, and he has floral shirts. And he has a scarf sometimes. <laughs> and when did Magnum P.I. have a scarf? Like, sometimes he'd be driving a convertible and you'd see a scarf flapping in the wind behind him. I assume that's how it is in my mind. All right. We ended the night with Kurt Angle desperate to have an intercontinental uh, contract signing, but only having Dolph Ziggler and uh, Drew McIntyre available. Where was Seth Rollins? He is having... He was late because he's all about himself. No, he, he was having travel himself. problems. Oh, okay. Travel okay. problems. Travel problems. Uh. And the travel problems weren't even his. It turns out that the person that was missing his flight was returning Dean Ambrose. That lunatic. That lunatic. Who, in his time off recuperating from injury... Uh... Began to... uh, Yes, yoked up. Yoked as hell. Yes, and began to look quite a bit like the game Triple H. Uh, I was thinking Kane when he took his mask off and he was, like, Mm. bald and stuff. Mm. We'll have to go to the tapes. Yeah. I I, I, I immediately thought Triple H, but... um, So Dean is back, and we'll probably see him at SummerSlam. Yeah. Since since he signed the contract with Seth, so I'm pretty much basically yeah, definitely. Yeah, he'll be there. He'll be there. All right, so that's the end of our brawl for the week. Mike, did you I want to talk about SmackDown? Oh, SmackDown, yeah. So SmackDown, we opened up with uh, Charlotte, Becky, and Carmella shit talk. Yeah, uh, a nice. Page came out to- Oh, sorry. I was going to say, it was just a nice chat in the ring for the three girls. I think they were about to have a tea party when Paige came out to interrupt. I know, fucking Paige. Oh, uh, she, yeah, she came out to thank Carmella for helping her set up a perfect match. Uh, which gave us a team match between uh, Charlotte, Becky, and against Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville. Which, it felt like they broke out the main event for the opening act. Yeah, Mandy Rose actually was, she looked really great this week. Uh, we haven't seen Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville in a while, and Mandy was definitely MVP of the match. Truly, she yeah. She dominated pretty consistently until Becky came back to win at the end. With the disarm her. It's a pun. Yeah. Yeah. I don't get it. Mm-hmm. I don't either. 
But the real highlight of the night, and now they're going back-to-back highlights here, They're basically a highlight reel. Ms. and Mrs. will be returning for a second season on the USA Network. I am so excited. You know I'm a huge Ms. and Mrs. fan. I've watched every episode 30 times. I've been enjoying Ms. and Mrs. as well. I watched last night's uh, immediately when it aired, and then I was like, you know what? I gotta watch it again. And I watched it four more times last night. I was and didn't go night. to work today. I didn't go to work. I re-watched all four episodes. Oh yeah, it was amazing. And then when I was done, I turned on a little divas, and I watched <laughs> Marathon of Divas. And, uh, that was the day. It was pretty awesome. Uh, kudos to you for supporting the brand. You know what? They need my money. Uh, I gotta support WWE. They give us so much. I hear so you don't content. even fast forward through the commercials. I during. never fast forward. And when they do the picture in picture, you know I don't fast forward through that. If anything, I slow it down. I want it to look like I spend as much time as possible watching these shows. All right, Mike, what do we have next? You are oh, what <laughs> Next. Oh, so we should we should say Charlotte Becky won. Oh yeah, yeah, uh, they won. Yeah. Yeah. The disarm. Uh, next match we had uh, oh, the Bludgies versus Uh-oh. some fucking jobs. three guys. They were called the Triple Threat, and they did look threatening. I'll give them that. They they were huge. They were all muscles Lashley sized. Just uh, before they match. All three of them did a Green Bay, Green Bay obstacle course in the arena in 20 seconds, beating Muscles Lashley's record that he previously set. Which was amazing, because they were on each other's shoulders. It yeah. was another chicken fight situation. It was, I'm going to say, highlight of the year for WWE, this match. Unlike the other the other tag team situation, the, when these guys were on each other's shoulders, they were wearing a giant trench coat. Yeah, you, oh I was. God. I really thought it was one guy. I was I thought it was just one really right? tall guy. Yeah, I was like, where did they get this tall guy? He's twenty one feet tall. It was amazing. And that looks like three Bobby Lashley stacked atop each other. <laughs> then of course the bludgies knocked him down with the nerf hammer, and three people just came toppling out. This was really very similar to last week's uh, Bludgeon Brothers was, Jobber match. I'm going to say it exactly last week's match. Move for move. I've rewatched the tapes in slow-mo next to each other. It was the exact same match. D- to be fair, there were different Jobbers, but there were we three of them both times. They, 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 <laughs> they could have just had different face. ring gear. Yeah, it was just different gear. Yeah. Uh, yeah, triple threat was not a single threat to uh, to the Bludgies. Mm-hmm. Who once again came out on top versus nobody is. Yeah. Um, why, why are they doing this? Uh, they think, this is what I think WWE thinks, that it makes the Bludgies look strong and keep showing them beating people. But honestly, it makes them look kind of shit, in my opinion. Yes. Yeah, I'd rather... People who have no reputation in, in the show. I'd rather them just come out and be intimidating with their hammers, like, just standing at the announce table. They don't even have to say anything, like, just while the New Day is out doing their match, just maybe walk around the ring with the hammers on their shoulder. I think that would look better for them, for their characters. Or even just, like, standing, yeah, like you said, standing either side of the, of the announcer's table. Yeah. Just freak them the fuck out. Yeah, just looking, like, hard-looking in the ring the whole time. 
Yep, you know it. I was so excited. Sanity. We didn't get to watch SmackDown with you this week, and when I saw Blumpkin, I was like, I can't wait to talk to Mike about Blumpkin. He <laughs> looked incredible this week. I don't know how he looks better every week. New, <laughs> new terrible ring gear for Blumpkin? He looked like a 40-year-old lady in a bathing suit in the 80s. <laughs> full one-piece. I mean... <laughs> did his body hair. He, like, got out the curling iron instead of the, the straightener. That's what I picture. He's back there doing everyone's hair. Definitely Dolph Ziggler's, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he wants to stay away from his family as much as possible. Yeah. We've all seen his family. Nobody wants to be around them. Uh, this all A names thing was much more confusing than I thought it was gonna be. I end up calling the kids tall one, baby, <laughs> the girl. Like, all right, I gotta head to the store for a pack of smokes. I'll see My boy, Xavier Woods, he killed the damn thing. He looked so good this week. We didn't get to see him wrestle last week. He was supporting the boys, but he got the up, up, down, down at the end, which I fucking love the name. So good. Um, and Biggie got the pin to win. Of course, our boys won. Of course, they beat Sanity. Of the worst fucking team in existence. Sanity's bullshit, despite Rob's love for them. Yeah, he loves Sanity. I don't know why, because we here are in a rivalry with Sanity, and so now it's handicapped for this <laughs> two. I, I wouldn't say that I love Sanity. I just want new people to have a better chance when they first come out. That's all. Well, it's kind of hard to... It translates to, you love them. Yeah. You love them. You're writing it all over your notebook. Rob loves sanity. Rob sanity. <laughs> look, uh, look, I look. I just circles both. He's so confused. <laughs> <laughs> Remember when Luke Gallows was a, a mentally challenged character ten no. years ago? No. Oh uh, well, Luke Gallows of the Good Brothers oh. currently. Before he was in New Japan Pro Wrestling, he was a, a mentally challenged backwoods character mm. <laughs> that would definitely circle yes and no when 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 you send him a do you like me yes or no. So then he gave that character to Bray Wyatt and that. Oh Bray no! Now? No no! Oh, far more mentally challenged really? than Bray. We'll have to go look some stuff up. It, he. Walked around with his tongue half out all the time. Ooh. Yeah. Challenged. That is tough, WWE. Yeah. 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 We'll, we'll have to look it up. Yeah. It was not good. 
It's, it's probably not on their highlight reel. <laughs> no, no, I'm assuming they don't. They don't remember it's that. It's on Vince's personal highlight reel. <laughs> Watches it constantly. Oh yeah. What do you mean I can't make his name Shane? <laughs> <laughs> Dad. <laughs> no, Paul. I called him Bunter Burst Belmsley, <laughs> not Hunter Harris Helmsley. <laughs> triple B. <laughs> yeah, triple B. <laughs> <laughs> right. What did we, what else did we see on uh, SmackDown? <laughs> what else did we see? Well, we should have New Day won. Yeah, New Day, of course, killed the shit. Yeah, uh, the power of positivity. Oh, yeah. Hell yes. And it was uh, no. Kofi's B-Day, so they had to celebrate extra hard, and they were just in rare form. Yep. Uh, which led us up to Aiden which I think this is the first time I've seen him. In his own match? Uh, in his own match. Yeah. It's been a while. Uh, uh, versus uh, Sienna Almas. Mm-hmm. And... It was meh. Yeah, it was okay. Another, there was another mostly, two minute match. I think the match was mostly there so that they could get some shit talking going between... Uh, Andrade, uh, Zelina, and the Rusevs, um, because they had a little tete-a-tete at the end, and, uh, the, with Zelina saying Lana's dead weight dragging down her husband, and then the Rusevs saying, um, Rusev came out and said, look at you two acting like you just won the Powerball, because they were celebrating their win, um, (laughs) And then Lana saying SummerSlam falls on Rusev and Lana Day. So it was back back and forth, back and forth. And then Rusev tried to get the crowd to cheer Lana as the best Lana number one, but those dum-dums just could not sync up the cheers. It was a problem on SmackDown. It was a problem on Raw. Both the Carolinas, yeah. terrible fans. Yeah. It's, it's not the garbage pit that is Florida. No. But, but close enough. It's like, yeah. it's not the dump, it's like the dumpster. Mm. Yeah. Mm. So, yeah, like, from, the, from the Carolinas, the worst shit does drip down into Florida. Yeah, but oh, that's true. Still, it, is, still it is yeah. flowing downwards. So, <clears throat> uh, you guys don't like sanity. Mm-hmm. You don't like the authors of pain. No, no. What do you think of Zelina Vega and... Uh, Andrade. Uh, I personally love Andrade Sanamas and Zelina Vega. I'd love to see more of them. I want to see them um, with bigger people. Not that Rusev and Lana aren't great, but uh, WWE tends to just bury them in there. Yeah. And I'd love for um, Andrade to face some more names. And um, I just love Tranquilla. Yeah. Uh, they're just great. Which couple. they do tend to do a lot on WWE. That's true. Yeah. So what 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 else happened? Well, uh, after that we had what was supposed to be the big match of the night: Jeff Hardy versus Young Sheldon Benjamin. 
It was quite the match. Young 15-year vet, Shelton Benjamin. <laughs> he looks fucking great for his age. Yeah. yeah, how old is he? He's 65 years old. He's, He's been, been on TV for at least 15 for years. years. Uh, I don't know exactly how old he is. Yeah. So, it was a pretty short match, this match. Um, with Hardy getting the twist of feet and then a splash to pin uh, Young Sheldon. And then Shinsuke dances to the ring, looking phenomenal. And he knees <laughs> Jeff Hardy right in the spine. It looked great. He tried to go over the Kinshasa, but Hardy avoided it and got the twist of fate on Shinsuke. And then the Swampon Bomb. Ah, no and whisper then, in the wind, though. No, no whisper in the wind. Then the camera pans over to a shot. Waiting in the wings. Waiting in the wings. A creepy, rapey Randy Orton just stalking the match from behind a wall. And then the camera just panned back around. Just the creepiest shot. I think I think Randy's been back for what, what five weeks maybe. Maybe I think it's been maybe like four, more like three or four. I'm already done with Randy. I could never see Randy again, and it would be fine. It would be fine. Yeah. yeah. yeah all he's been doing is shooting on everyone and and lurking around. Yeah. Releasing vipers backstage. That's dangerous for the other performers. You know what? He's probably the one who released the dog. I bet he. That probably was his scout coming in. He released that rogue police dog in there, scouted out before he made his big return. All right. Took out a couple of legends. There was one more scene this week on the uh, SmackDown, Mike. You want to get to that one? Oh, I did not get there. Ah, well, sorry, sorry. Allow me to enlighten you. Oh, yes, please do. Your favorite wrestler, Flat Earth Styles, sauntered to the ring... He paused multiple times to receive praise from those idiots in South Carolina, looking looking super smug. Then he immediately, when he gets on the mic, says how blessed he is, and then brags about his sweet-ass life wrestling. And thank God our boy Samoa Joe came out and interrupted him. I could not take another minute of Flat Earth Styles. I was ready to just turn the show off. But Samoa Joe comes out. And he's got a note in his pocket that he said he received from a fan in the WWE universe. Um, and <laughs> oh, so you did see it? <laughs> well, you, you might get ready for a surprise. <laughs> so the letter says the writer is upset because everything Samoa Joe said about Flather Styles. Um, is true, and Flatter Styles never wanted a wife or kids, and he'll do anything to stay away from them, and that's why he's such a good champion. And the writer hopes that Samoa Joe wins, and says the the then he says the writer lost uh, a long time ago. Who knows what they lost? And then Samoa Joe says it was signed with sincerest gratitude, Wendy Styles, and then. <laughs> And then we all laughed and cringed, and then the camera cut out, and we went to Ms. and Mrs. That was the way they chose to end the show. <laughs> the main event of the night, yeah. Samoa Joe's saying that your wife hates you. 
But actually, we, he said that she loves you, and she wants you to stop loving the championship more than you love her. Yeah. It was very odd. Mm-hmm. The whole build to this match has been very odd. It's a very odd feud. You could have gone with, I'm a really good wrestler. Oh, yeah, I'm really tough. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, but I'm good at wrestling. Oh, yeah, but I'm good at sleeper holds. Oh, good yeah. With, good sleeping with your wife is where <laughs> it went next. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, but my hands smell familiar. <laughs> Love Wendy. <laughs> Her name is now Wendy Samoa Joe. <laughs> <laughs> Wendy Joe, I would assume, right? Samoa Wendy Joe. No. It, isn't isn't first isn't his first name Samoa? <laughs> it's named after the really delicious cookies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Caramel delights Joe. <laughs> Thin Mints Joe? No. That's his old name when he was in high school. A little bit, a little bit less chunky. Yeah. All those Thin Mints have led to, to, to Carmel Delights Joe. One foot Joe. Diabetes Joe. Wilford Brimley. Yes. Right. This is his whole lifespan. In cookies. <laughs> Type 2 Joe. Type 2 Joe. What were we talking about? Uh, <laughs> wrestling, I think. Wrestling, whatever. We've, we've been talking a little bit of nonsense here at the end of our SmackDown wrap-up. But the stars of WWE... Talked a lot of nonsense themselves backstage this week. We had my boy Kurt Angle and my other boy Constable Corbin arguing backstage multiple times with Zig and Mac um, about Seth Rollins showing up, signing this contract, and went on and on, all leading up to Dean Ambrose coming back. It was there was definitely three breaks with them. It was just too much. I mean. They're all my faves, but it was too much. Um, Then we had the B team backstage trying to do math, trying to divide one by three. (laughs) Um, And they're super... Filling an entire mead notebook. (laughs) Yes, point three, 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 they're on every page. Um, And they were super scared that they were going to lose their titles because the odds are lower when there's three teams in. Really working it out for themselves. And if you look... There's no curve to the horizon. No. Yeah. <laughs> when you really look at it. When you really look at it. Yeah. yeah. I heard that they're building a rocket so that they can launch themselves up into the stratosphere and see if the Earth does have a curve for sure. I I, I hope that they do. I hope I it's hope being, they find out. It's being funded by AJ Styles. Oh wow. Yeah. He's got that chant money behind it. They're getting it off the uh, ground. He's not spending it on his family. No, of course not. He's spending it on the right things. (laughs) Blasting himself into space. (laughs) Hey, we all want that. Um, of course we... I do want to blast himself into space, yes. 
We had a terrible backstage bit with Charlotte and Becky where they were pretending to be phony to each other, but they're not very good at acting. So it was just very cringy. Thank God it was only like 20 seconds. And then one of the greatest parts of the night was the three-part Miz and Daniel Bryan video package, which was actually really good, mostly due to the Miz. They talked about their history in NXT when Miz mentored mentored Daniel Bryan. Um, Then they had a segment called Talking Smack, um, just showing the escalation in their rivalry. And then the third part was Homecoming, talking about... Daniel Bryan coming back to reignite the rivalry. Throughout the whole thing, The Miz just was a fucking superstar. He shined. He looked great. Everything he said was on point. Daniel Bryan did good, too. But anybody next to The Miz just isn't as good. These were great video packages that really sold the SummerSlam match. Especially considering that these past few weeks have nothing on the Talking Smack uh, promo that's four years old at this point. Mm -hmm. They really needed to remind people why they want to see this feud. When the announcers said uh, in the beginning of the show they were going to have a three-part series, I was like, are you fucking kidding? Uh, But then as soon as it started, I was all in. Yeah. Um, They haven't given us a lot to have hope for. No. And this was actually good. It was like the one bright spot of SmackDown this week because it wasn't that great. Yeah, it wasn't wasn't a great SmackDown mm-hmm. this week. Um, we had Paige backstage visiting Samoa Joe at a fake dressing room. You know I love the fake sets. So I had to point that one out. Um, and then, this wasn't quite backstage, but it's worth pointing out. There was a Popeyes commercial that featured uh, the 4th of July WWE food fight from 2016 spliced into the middle of the commercial. And I thought that the show came back on and I was confused that they were having a food fight, so I had to pause and rewind. That was a really good food fight. And, you know, the uh, disembodied arm that smacks uh, Kevin Owens with a pie in the middle of the... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Of the many food fights we've seen. Kevin Owens insists on doing that take 75 times with a fresh pie every time. And he made sure to clear that plate. He keeps them under his shirt. <laughs> yeah. that, the bowling ball is hollow. Yeah. Just filled with pies every week. <laughs> he got the idea from that episode of The Simpsons where Homer is making booze. <laughs> That's how I'll sneak pies in bowling balls. That's why he's always running from Braun Strowman. He's just running to have a snack. (laughs) Just hiding away eating pie. (laughs) He's got those little hostesses. That's true. So. That about covered the backstage nonsense portions, right? There was a ton of backstage nonsense. There was a little bit. Um, most of it was actually in ring, the nonsense this week. Um, and then we come to the worst thing the announcer said this week. And I think... I personally didn't have any worst things, but I did have two best things the announcer said. Oh, go for it. Yeah. So, this week, Corey Graves was defending Kevin Owens regarding Braun Strowman's... Oh, this was on my list of best things that were said, too. And when the other announcers, uh say that Kevin brings it on himself, 
he says, Remember that time Kevin Owens locked himself in a porta potty and then launched it off the stage? Neither do I, Renee. <laughs> and Corey Graves was just, uh, he had a lot of good bits this week, and he was smarter than usual and more sarcastic, really healing it up a lot. Maybe because he had somebody fresh to play off of with Renee being there. My uh, actual, uh, my favorite bit of this little piece here was actually Renee's retort mm-hmm. when she said, I like that you're his only friend <laughs> to Corey. <laughs> I had my other uh, best announcer thing was from Renee, and somebody asked her if she liked Elias, and she's supposed to be the good guy announcer. She was the the face announcer. And she says, I've walked with Elias since day one. (laughs) And, I mean, everyone walks with Elias. We gotta give it up to him. He can be as many as he wants, and everybody still loves him. So, overall, what did you two think of... uh Renee joining the announce team for this week's Raw. I want her to be a permanent announcer. I think she was great. It was fresh. It's great to get a woman's perspective. And besides it being great to have a woman on the team, it really becomes clear that Coach is dragging the announce team down. You can hate Michael Cole as much as you want. You can hate Corey Graves as much as you want. Nobody hates Not Corey you. Here. You don't have to hate him, but uh, but once coaches once coaches off the team, you really start to see that coach is the weak link. Yeah. So. Mike, did you have any uh, things the announcer said you noticed? Uh, I did not. I just I just wanted to go in and say I did really like the breath of fresh air that Renee brought to the whole brought to the segment. Oh yeah. Uh, but I mean, regardless of being a woman. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she was just good at her job. She was good at yeah. her job, yeah. She was good at her job! Yeah. yeah. Uh, luckily for everyone, they've announced that they have no intention of <laughs> making Renee a permanent fixture oh, on Raw. Of course. <laughs> they, they, she was congratulated on doing a great job, but they don't plan on changing you the team at this time. they didn't tell Vince they were going to do this, and then it... The show starts and she's out there and Vince is in the back. Who let a woman out there? God damn it, Paul! She's got to get her period everywhere! (laughs) (laughs) Get her 1,000 cc stat into that left one! (laughs) I assume he knows all about it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he went to all of Stephanie's doctor's appointments. He's, he's down the wrong For sure. Forced Stephanie yeah, to go so to all of those crazy. doctor's appointments. Gross. Yeah, so we've been shit-talking a little bit on some people that deserve it. Um, but there was some great shit-talking this week um, from Constable Corbin after defeating Tyler Breeze. Well, I am good. <laughs> that is a little taste of what I'll do to Finn Balor at SummerSlam. He then introduces the opponents he picked for Finn Balor to face in the next match and said Finn fancies himself a big man and a big star. So he'll have a handicap match against Ginger Mahal and Kevin Owens. Then, I think you already said it earlier, but introducing Finn Balor, the little engine that can't, yeah. Finn Balor. Really good. Pretty good. Pretty good. Um, then... Our favorite shit talker, besides the Miz, Elias, talking about how insane his life is, 
um, with his topping the chart selling out venue and his <laughs> upcoming concert at Gramercy Theater in New York City. Sold out Madison Square Garden twice. Yeah. Then he goes on to berate those North Carolina idiots. Um, I can only speak the truth. Tar Heels are strong people. Tar Heels are resilient people. They have an unmatched strength and resilience. To wake up every day knowing that you're living in this pile of garbage known as Greensboro. Really good. Bravo. Bravo. Brought them in and then zinged the shit out of them. So good. And you know, after every... They're resilient! Yay! Hooray! Thank you! Just They're the, strong! Yay! At the mention of the word Tar Heels, they were cheering. That's us! <laughs> <laughs> then, my boy Dolph Ziggler, talking about the idiot WWE fans, he, meaning Seth Rollins, pushed himself too hard for them, pointing to the fans. <laughs> The second there is the slightest disappointment, you turn your backs. You turned your backs on me, and you will turn your backs on Seth Rollins. This vicious cycle will never end because of you. And I wrote down, while he was speaking, all tea, no shade from Ziggler. 100% truth about the WWE universe. They are fickle. They are awful. There's a ton of awful people out there. Not our listeners, of course. You guys are all great. Um, and then some greatness from The Miz. In the second Miz and Daniel Bryan vid, The Miz says, Of course Daniel Bryan was forced to retire. That's what happens when you compete with pros but fight like a rookie. And then in the third vid, he said, So what? He unretired? I didn't care. I was the star of Raw. <laughs> then he goes on this long yelling rant, and there was a ton of great uh, quotes. I couldn't write them all down. He was just shit-talking the whole time, and he just fucking shined. Those were the shit-talks I wrote down. Did you guys have anything different? Uh, my... I had... Oh, sorry, I was just going to say, I had, um, I had the means. Just everything out of his mouth. Gave him gold. Everything he said. Fucking gold. Yeah. Fucking gold. My favorite piece of shit talk this week uh, actually came from one of the announcers, but this is clearly goes in the shit talk section, not the uh, worst announcing section, was uh, Corey Graves and to Renee, do you and Finn wear the same size leather jacket? <laughs> Sick burn, Corey Graves. I told you, my boy Corey Graves was on fire this week. Yeah. Speaking of leather jackets, we're going fashion, into fashion, fashion, fashion break. So, starting break. off, you must have read my fucking mind. <laughs> Renee Young's black leather jacket um, with the bright red blood splatter design was amazing. I love it, and I want one for myself. Alicia Fox looked amazing this week, of course. I applaud her bold fashion choices. The Admiral jacket just slung casually over one shoulder, um, and it was complemented by big, elegant crown of leaves on her head, which I only assume was there to intimidate the other people in the ring. It really worked. Um, and then top contender for this year's most fashionable Healy <laughs> Award goes to my boy, Dolph Ziggler. He came out this week, Perfection. Rocking the Flat Earth Styles blowout, a palm tree print button up, 
A black blazer with camo lining, acid washed gray skinny jeans atop black high top chucks, and of course, the Intercontinental Championship belt locked around his waist. He looked amazing. He was <laughs> everything this week. We already talked about this hot mess earlier. Blunk insanity. <laughs> New ring gear the, the for the Blumpkin. He looked like a jobber, honestly, in there with sanity. Yeah. It was bad. It was a disaster. Mom, I'm going to borrow your swimsuit. <laughs> Got wrestling. <laughs> I assume his mom dropped him off. He was hiding it under his clothes. Be a good boy, Blumpkin. <laughs> she spied it as he was getting out of the car. You have fun with your friends. <laughs> Hi, Mrs. Blumpkin. That was the rest of Sandy waving from the curb. <laughs> you you behave yourself, top knot. <laughs> I call that one sloth. Oh, sloth. You too, Gingy. Gingy and sloth. I call that one beardy. Oh, beardy. In my notes. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't. Your beardy sloth and bumpkin sanity. <laughs> <laughs> and these guys aren't over. I don't know how. I don't know how. Um, and my last fashion goes to Samoa Joe, who looked so professional this week. Gray polo under a gray blazer, and he was rocking a pocket square. Samoa Joe stepped his shit up this week. Somehow managed not to be glistening with sweat this week. Mm-hmm. It's almost like he's apologizing for coming out like he'd been rocking out in the sauna. Yeah. <laughs> He must have been listening. Uh, huge fan of the Nuclear Heat podcast, Samoa Joe. <laughs> Heard our constructive criticism last week and made some changes. He had his own private dressing room with the air cranked way up. <laughs> he was keeping himself nice and fresh back there. Lots of, like, pine trees hanging. Uh, Hit up today's man for a nice, crisp pocket square. Oh, yeah. He looked amazing. Then, does anybody else have any fashion they'd like to point out? I think you've done a wonderful job yeah. pointing out the fashion this week. Yeah, you nailed it. I happen to be the greatest fashion break Oh my god, fashion goat! Fashion goat, <laughs> you're constable. And that was your fashion, fashion break. break. And next, we come to one of our other favorite segments, Push It. Push, push it, it real, real good. good. Rob, who would you like to push this week? You know, uh, there weren't a lot of positives on this week's show other than uh, Samoa Joe's pocket square, so I'm going to stick with some of the classics of the Push It department. (laughs) I want Heel Bobby Roode from NXT, Mm -hmm. and I want... The Iconics. Mm -hmm. And that's it. I'm I'm just going to keep saying it every week until... You can keep saying it every week. Hunter... And me, Triple H, and the writers at WWE will ignore everything you say. Paul, you need to stop listening to the constable. She's a heel. You she's listen to me. In no way a heel. Mike. Constable. Oh, Michael. Who would you like to push this week? Uh, I would like to see a push of Randy Orton. Mm-hmm. But being creepy in other locations. Oh, <laughs> like nice. Watching. 
Yeah, watching girls at the mall, maybe outside of the school during recess. Talking to the writers. Do you think maybe... <laughs> <laughs> We're leaving it at that. <laughs> I was going to say, maybe he's... Maybe he starts creeping in the other WWE shows, like, you see him watching the girls on Divas, and then... <laughs> oh, this <laughs> he is shows, horrifying. He shows up in Miz's house, <laughs> just behind a closet door in Miz's house. What's up? <laughs> he doesn't even say anything, he just stares at Miz. Here I am, out of nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> he just throws a viper at Miz. <laughs> <laughs> is that when he looks I was gonna say when he looks straight at camera says legend killer like the office and shrugs <laughs> is this a shot of him like just walking up to the writer's table in his wrestling get up mm-hmm. putting a foot putting a foot on the table and leaning into it uh-huh. and just not saying a word <laughs> <laughs> I personally did not have Randy Orton on my push at list, but I did have Elias. I want to see him in the ring wrestling. I want to see him take on Muscles Lashley, fucking kill him, bury him, get him out of here. Then I want to see him take on Seth Rollins, Ziggler, Drew McIntyre, Dean Ambrose, uh... Brock Lesnar, Andre the Giant, Giant, Hulk Hogan, well, no, I don't want to see Hulk Hogan, Uh, (laughs) anybody else, I want to see him take on everyone, he's just the greatest, I'm still, of course, waiting for the return of my girls, Naomi and Nia Jax, both MIA, and we need the girls back, and of course, I want to see the iconic shine and get some wins. They have been on a couple of times, not as much as I would prefer. I want to see them every week. I want to see them winning. I want to see them talking shit. They're amazing. You think Naya and uh, Naomi are um, being held off a of TV to force a artificial comeback at uh, Evolution? I think they'll probably come back before then, but it'll probably be close to Evolution. Closer yeah. to that than, yeah. than SummerSlam. I mean, the SummerSlam card is so full, it doesn't really make sense to have anybody come back. They could have held Dean out for a few more months, in fact. Mm -hmm. So. If it weren't for the whole world hating Roman Reigns. Yeah. Um, There were some things I liked this week and some things I didn't like. Some things I liked. Console Corbin's match setting. I thought they were all very well thought out calculated, cunning, he's amazing, he's doing great work. Kevin Owens, I said it earlier, he's got the best acting going on. He is literally a diamond shining on Raw, and he doesn't get the attention he deserves. Um, Miz and Dan O'Brien video package, so good. New Day, shining, they're magical. And of course, my favorite thing, Paul Heyman pepper spraying Roman Reigns in the face. What were your guys' favorite things this week? Uh, I think my faves were the Daniel Bryan Miz video packages. They were really just well done and 
one of the best drivers for SummerSlam this year. Uh, the return of Dean Ambrose mm-hmm. was a highlight on the Raw side. And, yeah. Not much else for you. Not much else. Michael, did you have anything you liked? Did you have anything you liked this week? Yes, I did. As much as I hate... I'm, gonna, I'm going back to Randy Orton, because as much as I hate him, as much as I hate his comeback, mm-hmm. that creepy fucking just watching from uh, back in the nosebleed section. It wasn't even in the nosebleeds. It was... Just all the side. The floor, yeah. <laughs> in the script, it's not even creepy. It just says... It just says... <laughs> Randy is watching the match, and <laughs> Randy read that, and that's what he came up with. <laughs> he, he's brilliant. He is. He's a charismatic yeah. enigma. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> you can't help but watch him. And what did you not like this week? Was there anything? I not like, you know, it was all pretty good. I just feel, you know, I feel like the, uh, the Aiden English match was yeah. just kind of shoehorned Yeah, definitely. Rob, was there anything you didn't uh, really care for this week? I, overall, I wasn't a huge fan of either show. Mm-hmm. Not enough happened on either show. And, uh, um... Uh, while we disagree on this, I did not like the burial of Tyler Breeze. Mm-hmm. Hey, I didn't say I want him buried. I just wanted him on the show in any way. So there are some things I didn't like this week. Starting off with SmackDown, every match was interrupted by a picture-in-picture commercial for SummerSlam. Usually it's like once or twice on the show. It was every single match. That's true. I wanted to turn it off. I stuck in there because I support WWE and I did it for and the fans. And this podcast. <laughs> yes, let me get to it. I did it for the fans and my co-hosts. I stuck in there. It's all for the nuclear heat universe. And for the, the Nucky. No. <laughs> Never for anything Fred Durst related. <laughs> Um, the other thing that... Fan of the podcast, Fred Durst? Friend of the podcast, Fred Durst, who's in a, um, feud with me, but he loves you too. I get it. Um, there was the two bloated tag team matches that were just too chaotic. Uh, normally, like, there could be three teams and it's fine. It's normally not such a fucking mess, but for some reason this week it was awful. Um... The direction of the B team, I don't know what they're going to do with it. It's yeah. it's either got to keep going in this really idiotic way to come back around to being funny again or fucking change it. Who knows? Maybe it's for the kids. Maybe they're selling a lot of B team shirts. I don't know. I haven't seen a lot of people in the audience wearing them, but uh. whatevs. And uh, the other thing I didn't like was uh, those idiots in North Carolina and South Carolina. They couldn't get a fucking chant going. I mean, how hard is it to say things at the same time as somebody else? Florida could do it. Florida, 
Yes. Yeah, they said the wrong thing, but they said Stop it at it. the same time. They just sounded awful. They looked awful. They were fucking disgusting. <laughs> With that said. What was your favorite show? Surprisingly, Raw for me was better this week. I know we shit on Raw all the time. It was a pretty shitty week this week, but Raw had uh, Renee Young on killing it on the commentary. Um, uh, the the women, Alexa Bliss, Alicia Fox, Ronda Rousey, Ember Moon. That match was great. Um, Constable Corbin shine. Paul Heyman with the pepper spray. Brock Lesnar beating up a blind Roman Reigns. <laughs> Zig and Mac great on the mic. And the return of Dean Ambrose. So <clears throat> all of that together added up to it being finally Raw got to be better than SmackDown for me this week. How about you? I'm going to have to go with Raw, too. Uh, with both shows having uh, talking spots in the main event segment, mm-hmm. that's how you know SmackDown usually wins. There's less talking. Yeah. And this week there were uh, there was a backstage segment with Paige and Samoa. There was a backstage segment with Paige and AJ. There was another segment with AJ and Samoa Joe. It was Who's two- AJ? AJ? Who's AJ? Uh, Uncle Alan? Alan Jones? Mm-mm. Flat Earth Styles? Oh, Flat Earth Styles! Yes, Flat oh, Earth okay, Styles. Okay. I lost total track of what I was talking <laughs> about. Thank you for your nonsense segment. And that was Constable Cass's Gotcha of the Week. <laughs> Little Cass over there. <laughs> causing problems. Every Not pod- able to ride the carnival rides over there. Every podcast needs a villain. Not us. We have you. <laughs> Mike, did you have a favorite show? Uh, you know, I'm going to say there was there was one unquestionably good show this week. Unfortunately, it was, it was neither of them. Oh, what was it? I think if, if you actually cut pieces of SmackDown and pieces of Raw, you'd have one good show. Mm. Interesting, mm. interesting. Both were, both were kind of good. Both were kind of sucky. Yeah, I'll agree with that. Yeah. But if you took the best from each part, you'd, you'd have one solid, decent show. Yeah. One hour. Or. <laughs> of television. We could all just watch NXT. That's true. For a good show. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, looking forward to next week. I mean, SummerSlams, OBS, we're going to watch it. We're going to have our betting show. We're going to have our wrap-up show. Um, are you guys excited for SummerSlam? What's your What's your most... What are, what what match are you looking forward to most? Get um, it out, dum-dum. Stupid idiot. You dummy. What are you, from North Carolina? Get out of here. Um, so I'm looking forward to uh, Alexa Bliss and Ronda Rousey. Okay. Um, Carmella versus those other two. Um... Who else is there? I mean, I really just want to see the women shine. So, really looking forward to those two matches. Um, of course, New Day. New Day? Squashing the bludgies, for <laughs> sure. And Zig and Mac. Okay. I love them. I want to see them. <clears throat> How about you guys? Seth, Seth's in that one, too, right? <laughs> uh, probably. Who knows? I mean, I, I think... Yeah, he's a meh. I, I think Seth and Doff will probably 
carry the show Talking on their backs again. Sure, they'll sure. tear the place down. It, it'll be the most exciting part, even though we've already seen this match multiple times. Yeah. Um, of the two women's matches, I'm definitely looking forward to Carmella, Charlotte, Becky over yeah. uh, Alexa, Ronda. I'm sure that will be fine. Mm-hmm. But... Oh, and we're also forgetting somebody we're a huge fan of, Kevin okay. Owens. Oh, yes. I can't wait for Kevin Owens to get that Money in the Bank briefcase, cash it in um, after he pepper sprays both Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns. And Paul Heyman raises his hand at the end. Raises his hand at the end. He partners up with Paul Cackling. Heyman. Yeah. We've got a good six months of solid fucking platinum from Kevin Owens and Paul Heyman. It'll be amazing. I'm texting Triple H right now. I'm telling him to get on this shit. Hey, Paul. Have you guys thought of this yet? (laughs) Mike, what are you looking forward to? I am looking forward to the main event. Yeah? Brock versus Roman Reigns. Yeah. Just so it fucking ends. Yeah. This should be the end of it. Yeah, Brock needs to get get the hell off. Take, get all the attention away from him. Although, anyway. I kind of am hoping, just to piss all of you stupid fans off, that Brock Lesnar <laughs> wins and retains the title. And goes off TV for like six months. Oh, yeah. Uh. And then Roman Reigns has to come out every week and complain about how Brock Lesnar isn't there. And the WWE <laughs> Universe... Is gonna turn their fucking backs just like Dolph Ziggler predicted. Let's see. Now I, I'm thinking Roman wins, mm-hmm. but then Paul Paul Heyman comes out and runs him over with his antimony. Oh, hmm. that would be quite the surprise, especially, yeah, especially in the middle of summer. <laughs> <laughs> they won't be on ice. <laughs> It's completely out of out of place and inexcusable, which makes it uh, uh, chaos. And they've been going for chaos recently. Yeah. yeah. I'm hoping for your fantasy yeah. booking with KO. Do you think while Paul Heyman's riding the Zamboni, he's got pepper spray in each hand, spraying the audience? That's what I'm hoping for. <laughs> Do you think he says? Good. I think I think he's got one of those. Uh, Oh, God, now, now that I'm going to write the fucking word. Oh, he's got one of those paintball guns mm-hmm. with the pepper ball spray. <laughs> 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 that riot police use? <laughs> Calling him in, in full riot gear with the paintball gun, pepper balls. <laughs> Do you think as he's driving the Zamboni, he's going, Smoother of ice! <laughs> And then Matt Hardy comes out, wonderful! Gimmick infringement! (laughs) (laughs) We've got it written. (laughs) I think that's probably what's all going to happen. We can write every every match to end in nonsense. (laughs) And then Randy Orton handcuffs him to the ropes and Shinsuke kicks him in the nuts and Paul Heyman comes out on his Zamboni. (laughs) Randy's hiding behind behind a pillar with no pants on. (laughs) 
in non WWE related news, Dean turns heel. <laughs> what I'm also looking forward to coming up: the All In pay per view <laughs> and Ring of Honor and Billy. Yeah, I looking forward to both. As well. Good call. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. So it was a console cast call. We're going all out for All In, and it's gonna be. Awesome. <laughs> That's their catchphrase, right? <laughs> yes. Yes. It's every wrestler's catchphrase. Uh, so we've come to Constable Cass's Heel of the Week nominees. Last week, I don't know if you guys saw, the um, winner was, of course, Our Girls the Iconics for their ultimate epic takedown of Charlotte Fire and Becky Lynch. Congrats, ladies. This week's nominees are Constable Baron Corbin, Paul Heyman, Ruby Riot, Zig and Mac, and of course, The Miz. Come on, The Miz. Come on, The Miz. Well, we know who Rob wants oh. to win. Uh, no, he just wants to come on, The Miz. Oh, yeah. Who doesn't? Let's go, Miz. <laughs> I meant to say, let's go, Miz. And. Nuclear Heat fans, head on over to Instagram. Let me know who you think should win. And I will not take anything you say into consideration, but I'd love to hear from you. Come on, Miz. Yeah, give us your opinions so we can ignore them. Yeah. Engage in some shit talking. We'll engage with you. We We might like your comment. Come on. I always write back to all of our fans. Constable Cass holds it down over on the Instagram. Speaking of Instagram, we've come to our shouty out of the week. <laughs> and this week, we have a big shouty out going to our Instagram friends, the Anthony and Alex podcast. Hey, and, Anthony and Alex. Yeah, they are at AA Talk Stuff. They cover wrestling as well as other sports. But wrestling. But wrestling, they cover, Boo sports. They cover Yay, wrestling. more wrestling than the other sports. But they talk about, I think, basketball and football, probably. I don't know. Um, I just look at their wrestling the posts. They talk about it. Yeah. Sports they, ball with the home runs. They're very engaging. The only reason I know that I only engage with wrestling stuff is because they tag us and stuff. They engage with other podcasts. They want to hear everybody's opinions. They're really great. They jump in conversations. They're awesome. Everybody should yeah. go like them podcast, and go listen to their yeah, podcast. Their podcast is amazing. If you love sports, in particular wrestling, hit them up. And if you want a shouty out, reach out to us on our socials. Check out our Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Uh, what else? That's we it. <laughs> <laughs> we got a Facebook group, too. Friendster. Links in the show notes. Links in the show notes. <laughs> Go to our pages. Leave us some rude comments. Um, find all the links at nuclearheatpodcast.com. Um, we're going to have our first big contest coming up. We're going to launch it across all three platforms. You've got to be a listener to win. Um, we've also got some special unboxings coming, maybe some behind-the-scenes action over on a YouTube channel, um, and if you're digging our content, maybe leave us some reviews on Apple Pods or Google Play or wherever the fuck you listen, um, share the apps with your friends, 
or your enemies, they probably like us. All right, I think that's everything, heels and heaters. Have a great week. Drink beer. Watch wrestling. See you later. Take your vitamins and say your prayers. Oh, yeah, brother.